This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports for the Max News Talk 830 WCCO. Pete Nigerian and I will do it on Sunday with the huddle. Mark Trustman will be amongst our guests. Former coach, Chicago Bears. Vikings play the Bears Monday night. It's going to be a fun conversation. That much I will assure you of. Ethan Casson will join us. Uh, he runs the Minnesota Timberwolves. All kinds of fun stuff coming up your way Sunday right here on the Sports Huddle starting at 10 a.m. Frank White, are you a big Christmas guy? Oh, I am, Mike. Hey, good to, good to hear from you. You know, it was good to see you yesterday, and, and we were over at Mancini's. Dave Lee and I had a chance to emcee a banquet, Tom Peralt as well, and it was 83 referees from uh, NBA and Super Bowl officials all the way to high school officials all sharing a love for the game. Uh, in, in, in different ways, in, in different respects, and reasons that the game had, had benefited them uh, from that perspective. And we've done it before, but was that fun, Frank, to, to be around all those people and just to feel good for a couple minutes? Oh, abs- it, it absolutely was, Mike. It, it's, a, it's a nice event that Tom puts together each year. Um, it's good to see uh, uh, people that have been around the game as officials, as coaches, uh, um, Eric Martins was there, the, the State high school league director, executive high director. Yep. League. Yeah. So, so it, it was great. It's just good to see those, those people. And, 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 and a lot of some of the younger officials, we had a few of our, our women officials there, uh, Carolyn Dirksen, uh, outstanding official, man. I, I always tell her, uh, she's my favorite official. She is very, very good. Frank White, you have, uh, served as an official. You've been an official. You've been, uh, uh, the director of officiating for different conferences and schools, and and, and now we see. We're reminded of it yesterday. How, how good it is. But you brought up. We had kind of an open discussion, open mic forum for a bit, and, and one of the topics was what's keeping the young people from becoming officials. And, and you stood up, and we're very poignant about this because I think we lose track of it as we get older. Uh, the amount of money that it takes to get into officiating can seem nominal to some, a couple hundred bucks, but to a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old, it can seem like a lot of money. In other words, you got to invest in that equipment and it might be six games before you ever are back to break even. And so we're just throwing that around in terms of ideas. Uh, how, how does that strike you? What, 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 how do we remedy this if, if, if that's one of the roadblocks? You know, Mike, I I, uh, I think there's there's a number of possible ways, um, and, and I in and in all of the sports, there there's different amounts of of what you need. You know, baseball baseball might be the the greatest because of the equipment that you need, and and uh, but but even in basketball, you had mentioned a couple hundred bucks. You know, 
so if you're a young person, even if, even if you're a young adult, say, well, let me try this be, because I think I can do it. Well, before you ever get paid, before you ever take training, you gotta you gotta you gotta spend a couple hundred dollars. And, and as you pointed out yesterday, before you even know if you like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. Before you ever, I mean, you don't even know if I spend this. Am I am I going to continue to do it? And I'm, and unfortunately, Mike, you know, right now, uh, I've said for about the last oh I don't know about five years at least, you know, we don't have enough officials in any sport in any high school sport in the state of Minnesota. And so when we talk about going out to recruit officials, it's, it's, really, it's really challenging because we're asking people to come in. We, we'll train you. We'll give you opportunities. Uh, at the beginning level, you can make 20 25 bucks a game, which is about an hour. Yeah, and generally you're working more than one game at the, on that day. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't know of another... Uh, an opportunity in a part-time job that you can make twenty twenty-five dollars nope. an hour. You can, like in St. Paul right now, we, we generally somebody's going to come in. They're going to work three, four games uh, in a day or a Saturday morning. Tomorrow morning, I'll be out and I'll be helping observe and, and train officials uh, for the city of St. Paul and the rec department. I've been doing that for oh, I don't know, probably thirty years or so. And but it but it's challenging because. You can go watch that, and, and sometimes our, our fans in the stands can be ruthless. So so not only is the barrier of, of what it what you have to invest just to, to become an official because we want you to look a certain way uh, like an official, um, it, it could be challenging just to be out there and work on the floor. So so in our, in our new way of looking at some of this, we've got to set aside some of those barriers so that we can bring new people in, um, as, as an example, in basketball, um, you know, it could be a couple hundred bucks. But if, if we've said in the past, you know, you have to wear a, a pair of uh, black shoes, official shoes, well, that could be anywhere from fifty to to one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, and you want to make them comfortable because you're going to be in them for a while. Exactly. It ain't just for show, you know. Yeah, and, but but you don't, you know, to begin with, you don't even really do you really need official shoes yeah. if you're just trying it out. You know, it will, uh, will a pair of black tennis shoes work just as well that yep. that might might be what, you know, that you could use? Yeah, can we open it up a little bit so this cost, upfront cost doesn't become a barrier, right? It, exactly. We, we, we've got to take a look at that. And, and as we were venturing out to talk to young people to get them involved, uh, we really have to relook at what we're demanding of, of new officials and what he or she might need to 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 work. Now, you know, I would turn this around with young people, and I know it's hard to sell this, but they've heard the myths of, you know, the parents are brutal on you and, and you're going to have to take blah, blah. I, I, As I look back on my umpiring career, I would say that that was one of the healthiest learning tools that I got was you keep your cool while everybody else is losing theirs. And I think it serves you really well for the rest of your life because you, you might be in sales and you're frustrated with somebody or somebody might be demanding of you. Or you may have a boss. You may be in a, you know, some kind of a board meeting where, where everybody's, uh, you know, it, it becomes uh, contentious. And, and, and you've already lived this and you understand the value of keeping your cool even when everybody else doesn't. 
Now, I don't know if you can sell that to young officials, but I think it is incredibly valuable as a teaching tool for the rest of your life. Absolutely, Mike. If, if, if we can get uh, young people to, to understand that and, and, and to learn that, it serves you very well. About five years ago, I talked with Glenn Caruso, the, the football coach at St. Thomas, and he had a, a, a young man that uh, played for him that was one of our officials in St. Paul, and he was also at, at the, the site to, to watch his son play. And uh, we talked a little bit, and, and he said, you know, I really, I'm really glad this young man is here because I want him, this is going to help him learn how to become a better communicator. Yeah. So in addition, in addition to what you had just said in terms of if you, if you, can, if you can stand it, if you can get there, um, those challenging times and how to react and, and how to listen to people, it, it, it serves you very well, uh, and then it also serves you very well to become a, a very good communicator. Frank White is our guest. You know, I was watching a, um, a freshman basketball game yesterday, and, um, and, and, and I, you know, uh, I always like to kind of watch, and, and if I can, thank the officials that show up and, and work these games. But I, I, I thought about some things just because I knew we, we had just had this luncheon yesterday, and, and, and I was hoping to talk to you soon. When you're an official— and, and you walk in, the first time you walk in that arena with those stripes, I mean, you got people's attention. What's the most important thing you do when you walk over there and we see that before the game, that, that little conversation you may have with the two coaches? What, what do you try to do to establish a rapport at that point? I think part of it is, Mike, is, is uh, uh, and I don't, maybe setting the tone in terms of being a good communicator, answering any questions. And, and reminding them that hey, well, you know we're gonna we're gonna work a game tonight, and uh, we're we're gonna do our very best, and and we might miss something, but we're not intentionally doing that. And so, if there's any questions, you know, let us know. Um, and so, so I think it's a, a great opportunity to 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 let co- coaches know why you're there. You're there for the game, um, and you might make a mistake, and and. Uh, and we'll move on from that. So, um, some, uh, in fact, when it used to be that you would meet with some of the players, and I can remember some of them talking to some of them, I, I would say at the beginning, look, I'm, I'm out here. We're going to do this. Uh, we're here to work. I, I said, I'm not going to shoot any jump shots tonight, so um, I'm not going to miss any, and I might miss some calls, but you guys don't need to referee either. Let us officiate the game, and everything will go well even when we disagree. Yeah, I'll give you another example. And I think this is important for, for kids and, and coaches uh, to realize. Again, I watched this game yesterday, and they were calling hand-checking. And, and they're calling it early on. So on the perimeter, if you got caught and you weren't playing defense with your feet and you were grabbing a little bit, they were calling it. And the one kid said, they never called that in the first three games. And the coach said, that doesn't matter. These these referees are going to call it, and you have to understand that. There's a piece to that, and I thought, what a great message, because it doesn't matter how it was refereed the last time. Early on, you don't complain about the calls. You go, you, you understand it, and you go, okay, this is the way they work a game. Now I know what they're going to call and what they're looking for. And if you have good coaches that send that message to their team, you eliminate a lot of the belly aches. 
Absolutely. I, I, uh, I, you know, and again, you, that, that comment that you made, well, they, they didn't do that the last game. Well, okay. That might be the case. Yep. And, and you might be right, but that that's not the point. Exactly. Tonight, this is how we're going to play. And you just need to adjust. And, and, and every official, every crew has maybe a, a little bit different nuance on how they may or may not call the game, the decisions that they make. You know, people look at officials uh, in, in basketball and, and and they only react to when a whistle's being blown or whatever. Like, yeah. that's the only call. Well, you're consistently making decisions through the whole game, even when the whistle isn't blown. You know, is that a foul? Is that a travel? Uh, was that was that a legal context? So you're constantly making decisions. You only blow the whistle when when something needs to be stopped and there's a violation or there's a foul. But you're consistently making decisions throughout the game. And, and you know the other piece to that, Frank, and, and, and where we tie all this together, is that. And again, I'll go back to my observation from yesterday. These officials are calling the hand check on the perimeter. Okay, maybe they look at that rightly so as. Hey, these kids got to learn to play defense with their feet. They got to learn you can't grab and whatnot. And so not only is it the way we call the game, but ultimately we are helping these kids become better at what they want to do, be good basketball players, because we're calling it in such a way where they're going to have to learn how to play more fundamentally sound. And in particular, at the younger ages, I think there's value in that. I like that comment, Mike. I, I You know, if we could – if we could get that message and uh, to more young people as they play the game, uh, whether it's high school, whether it's college, and, and maybe even sometimes younger than that, if we could get that message to people, it truly would help. And and and, and I wish there was a way that we could get that message to to people in the stands to to have a better understanding again about some of the things that that they see and may react to. Um, and, and which which creates really challenges for young people to to uh, to stay in the game. I remember talking some time ago to uh, Dave Lee, who was there yesterday. Yep. Dave, it wasn't good to see David again. Yeah, yep. so, it, it was absolutely. So so he mentioned to me he said he had a friend that's, that that uh, was going to work basketball one year, and he worked a couple games and he quit. He said, "I I just can't do this." I mean, it just. I, I wish people, um, you know, and, and again, this is one of our challenges. It's not the only one, but sometimes when you continue to hear the the comments and the reactions of of people that get very pointed, you know, that that's impacting again the recruiting process of officials. I, you know, we're to the point right now that that uh, again in, in basketball, and then when you add in COVID, you know, there are games that are being canceled. Um, not only because of COVID, but but because of officials. So if you cancel a game, now you've got to double up on another night, and there might not be enough people to work that game. We're getting to the point where things are going to start being canceled, and people are going to wonder, well, well, how come we don't have enough officials? Well, if you're one of those fans in the stands that has been reacting in a less than positive way, you're part of the problem. Yeah, and you don't think about it because you think you're just – it's about your kid or your whatever, and you don't think through that kind of thing. You know, Frank, what is the right age for someone to begin officiating so that they have a positive experience? And what age group should they umpire or referee first to, to get their feet wet? 
You know, I, I think as kids, young people in high school can begin, um, you know, somewhere around that 16, 17, 18 age level. But for sure, if they're going to work, then they've got to they've got to be in working with kids much younger than they are. And, and uh, whether that's 10, 11, uh, again, to to begin to learn all of the things that are important about officiating. So I think there needs to be a, a, a difference in age. Um, again, so that that you you have an understanding of what you're doing, a better understanding, and and you begin to learn. I, you know, there's a lot of people have different opinions about how early, but but I think you got to understand. Just like playing, you know, you have to be able to have a certain understanding of what you're doing to have some success. Did you ever uh, referee Jack Morris in basketball? I heard he was so competitive over there at Highland Park. You know, to be honest, uh, I I don't remember. You might have, and you don't even know because you just and, you, and nobody knew he was going to be the uh, Hall of Fame pitcher at the time, right? It, it, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Who do don't you remember? remember? Who Who's the most interesting that you remember refereeing? Oh, wow! I, you know, there's Caladell Amin, yeah. John Tower, uh, Mr. Lynch. Uh, oh my goodness! There's there's so many individuals uh there's also some young ladies that uh that that were outstanding yeah. players um yeah i those are just a few of the names that i can remember right off the top of my head but um i i i really enjoyed all of all of my time i think if i would say i recently i met with a, a young man and his wife and, and she had mentioned that her husband was was thinking about stopping coaching and, and maybe getting into more officiating. And I said, you know, here's one of the things that I would share with you. When, when you do this, obviously there's the potential to make some money. And, and I know yesterday they talked about in the Big Ten, uh, those, the men's officials are getting paid $4,400 a game. And, and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. So that, that's great. But, 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 you know, in high school you're, you're getting – mid 70s uh in most sports to to baseball 83 football 92 so the 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 thing ranges but i think for me i realized along the way that one of the things that i liked about officiating was when i walked on the floor and i tossed the ball up in the air it became a mental shower for me to work that game anything else that happened that day was literally gone because my focus was so much on the game and by the time the game was over whatever was on my mind driving to the game it was really gone it's a so therapy, i really like it as a stress yep. reliever also well frank appreciate it very much great to see you at mancini's yesterday merry christmas happy holidays to you it just felt good to be amongst friends yesterday hey mike thank you and and i know uh uh Tom mentioned to you about your your uh, what you did last year after the or during the riots and, and your commentary. I would just add to that and say, Mike, thank you for all of that you do. I, I know people listen to you on the radio; they don't all know all of what you do. You you host or you MC. You talk at at places like uh, banquets for hospitality house and, and other things like that. You continue to do great work, so. Mike, thank you, and and uh, I know most most officials, maybe all officials, 
consider you a, a, a friend of the game. Well, that means a lot to me, and I appreciate it coming from you, Frank. Have a great rest of the night, and we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. i tell you what, it was so much fun yesterday to be there. Dave Lee, and gosh, you just every once in a while, Dana Kicker was sitting with us, and Steve Fritz, and Ted Steichen, and ah, a walk down memory lane. And once in a while, you need to be around people and do a walk down memory lane just to feel good. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.